listeners and welcome to another edition of Testify here on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses and I'm so thankful that you've taken the opportunity to tune in once again. For those listeners that might be listening by podcast, um, in a, whenever this is, is played on that platform, thank you also for connecting to us at Testify Ministry. We thank you for your support in all ways. Thank you for the messages. Thank you for connecting with us on Facebook. Um, thank you for just inspiring us to continue with this ministry. And this evening, I once again have an awesome guest to share her story with you. Um, I saw a post of her on Facebook about a month or so ago, a couple of weeks ago, and I just thought, wow, what an interesting story, and especially the way God has worked in her life. And so I want to thank Danella Buchman this evening for uh, affording her time to come and tell her story. And so I greet you. Good evening, Donella. How are you? Hi, good evening, Ingrid. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm doing well. How are you doing? I'm really good, Donella, and I'm so thankful for you being part of this program. So, Donella, I want to give you this opportunity to introduce yourself to the guests, to tell them who you are, where you're from, a little bit about your family, or whatever you choose to share with the listeners to introduce yourself. Okay, well, my name is Daniela Bierkman. Um, I have a beautiful family. I've got a son who uh, is living in Cape Town, and then I've got a little lot, Lamiki Alex. She's 12 now. Um, I'm originally from Johannesburg, and then I moved down to Cape Town when I was about 15, and now I'm working for Hope Again Recovery Center in Potchefstroom. Wonderful. And I think that's an, a very appropriate place to start our conversation this evening. And so Hope Recovery Center, uh, just tell us a bit about the center and how you got to get to the center. What led you to the center? Okay, well, Hope Again Recovery Center is um, such an amazing place. Um, it is a long-term um wellness center we have four centers we've got one in Potchefstroom another one in Bloom another one in Friesburg and then we have an, our last one that is in Steenbok Pan um, so it is a nine month long term program where we focus on an holistic approach um, towards recovery but our main aim is through Jesus Christ um, he's the only one that can really um, help us through this. So how I got um, 
to know about Hope Again Recovery Center is that I myself um, was um, in addiction and um, I had a bit of a relapse, uh, not a bit, I had a relapse and um, this is how I came to find out about Hope Again Recovery Center. So Danella, when you say you had a relapse, what was happening in your life that got you addicted to the drugs or whatever your addiction was then that led you to, to that point in your life? To the relapse or to, to the addiction? Well, to the addiction. I mean, you had an addiction, obviously, previously, and then you relapsed. Yeah. That's how you got to hope recovery. But what? Yeah. tell us your story. Okay, so um, as I mentioned, I grew up in, I was born in Johannesburg, and then I grew up back in the 80s, so that'll give you a hint how too old I am. <laughs> um, I grew up in Hilbra, and um, very sadly, uh, my father himself, he was an alcoholic and an addict as well, so I grew up in a very, very dysfunctional home. Um, I have a wonderful mom, um, but she was trying her best to look after myself and my brother, working full-time jobs, um, and to, to um, support the family, because sadly my dad wasn't supporting the family. But I grew up in a home where there was a lot of abuse, um, mental, physical um, and also sexual abuse that I, I um, experienced. And that kind of, you know, if I look back at it now, I think that was the point for me where I lost my identity was through the abuse from my dad. I never really experienced um, the love of a father. So eventually that is the thing that drove me in the wrong direction. I was, um, I was a normal kid up until about 16 or 17. And I think that's a very pivotal time for many kids is 16, 17 years old, because then your identity starts coming out, supposed to come out. But because I never really had identity because it was taken from me from such a young age, I went looking for it in wrong relationships, in men and in friendships. And it was always with the older crowd because to me it seemed cool and they were more stable. Um, and that's where it actually started. So it started off when I was about 16 or 17 years old. Um, and I think if you speak to many people in recovery, they will tell you that it starts off with dacha and alcohol. It seems quite innocent. But for me, that was... Um, the opening of a door, you know, and that eventually took me um, to other kind of drugs. I experimented with, um, you can name it, I did it. But then when I was in my early 20s, I'd say about 2021, I um, got involved in a relationship with a young man and um, I was very naive to um, heroin and he was a heroin addict, but I wasn't aware of it. And then one day I came home and he was um, smoking. And um, because I think my tolerance for anything I didn't have, 
I try to find an acceptance in drugs, alcohol, dacha. So for me to say, no, I shouldn't, um, there wasn't even a boundary there for me. So I, I experimented with it. And um, the next, I'd say 15 or 18 years of my life was upside down. Um, and I experienced many, many things through my addiction that not many people um, go, go through. Um, but because heroin is, it's not a, um, a mental drug, after uh, I'd say about three or four days of continual use, your, your body actually physically becomes dependent on the drug. So it's no, no longer a thing of willpower. Your willpower gets stolen from you and you have to have it every single day. Now, this is where it comes in that, you know, your boundaries for what I should or shouldn't do to get the drug is now taken away from you because you are physically driven to just feel a little bit better every day. And that's when I started doing things that I shouldn't have done. Um, I hurt my family very, very deeply. Mm -hmm. um, I used to steal in order to um, support my addiction. I, in my early years of addiction, I um, did a lot of shoplifting as well. I got caught a couple of times for that. And then I was sent to Polesmore Prison on two occasions for that. And then I got the fright of my life and I thought, you know, I don't ever want to go through something like that again, because to go to prison is another experience in itself. You know, so when I came out, um, my family had disowned me, um, obviously for, for very obvious reasons that they had to put boundaries up in order to protect themselves against, not against me, but against yes. the drug. So um, I ended up living on the streets of Cape Town in Joe Slovo. And then I started, yeah, I started standing at the robots with a board um, in order to enable my addiction. And, um, you know, people feel very sorry for you when you're at the robots, especially as a female. Um, so, you know, the my enabling, was I was able to use every single day, but I can only give God the glory and the honor that he spared my life because throughout my journey, I sadly have lost many, many friends to overdoses. Um, they just didn't wake up the next morning. And, you know, God has a purpose for that as well. But I've, I've seen the very um, harsh side of life with addiction and the effects that it doesn't just have on the person, but as on the whole family as a unit. And um, yeah, so it's been, it's been a difficult, difficult road for me. But in one of my first rehabs, I met the Lord in a rehab. You know, I never knew him growing up as a child. My family was, um, they did go to church, but I'd never had that personal experience with the Holy Spirit until I got to my first rehab and I was uh, in church one evening and you know I was like wondering what's going on here but I knew that something in my life had to change because I 
was hurting. And um, I was in the praise and worship evening and I had my first personal experience with the Lord Jesus Christ. And my life didn't become perfect from there. It's been a roller coaster of um, a journey. But God has been so faithful to me throughout the whole journey. You know, even in the times where I um, got prideful in recovery and I thought, you know, I can start doing it on my own. Um, I let go of the Lord's hand. But God still walked with me and he still protected me through my journey. I used to stand at the robots on my, my re relapse that I had just before going to Hope Begin Recovery Center. And I would, I would sit at the robots and I was physically exhausted and I would just sing Amazing Grace because God made me a promise many years ago. And he said that he knew that the plans that he had for my life, it was plans to give me a hope and a future to prosper me and not to harm me. And I kept God on his word. You know, I would remind him. And, and obviously we have to repent of the things that we do. And I had to say, God, I can't go on my own understanding anymore. But through the journey of letting go of God's hand each time, um, I've just developed a very intimate relationship with the Lord. And um, I met my husband. We've been married for uh, 17 years now. And, um, yeah, we in ministry now together at Hope Again Recovery Center. My family as a whole has been restored um, I'm now looking after my mom. I have my daughter back. I tuck her into bed every night. And this December, I will be celebrating two years of recovery. And God is really good. And I'm working at Hope Again Recovery Center where I can give back because I can relate to the people that come into the program that are broken and that are lost. And, you know, there is always hope. It doesn't matter how deep your pit you're in, Jesus can take you out. Wow, such a powerful story. When I look at you there, I just see how your eyes are sparkling and it's, you, you, you're taken back to where you were, but at the same time, you know where you are now and where God is going to take you also further. Thank you for that, Daniela. I think such an appropriate song that we've got lined up to play right now. And that one is called Something Has to Break by Red Rock Worship. And that is what I heard at the core of what you were saying that led to your recovery. Something had to break for you to be able to get uh, to that point. So let's listen to the song. And then when we come back, we're gonna continue the conversation. Break, tear down every lie. 
Set the wrong thing right Cause when you have your way Something has to break Something has to break yeah. I feel it in this room Holy Spirit move Cause when you have your way Something has to break Tear down every lie Set the wrong thing right Cause when you have your way Something has to break Something has to break Something has to break Right now Welcome back to your listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and my guest this evening is Danella Buchmann. And Danella is telling us a story about her addiction, 15 years of addiction, uh, all sorts of things, ending up with heroin, um, but all the time God being with her. Danella, you mentioned um, in your testimony that you, you, discovered God or re-engaged with him um, during a worship service. Tell, tell us about that. Tell the listeners what happened at that point where you encountered Jesus again. Um, in the worship service, that was the first time that I met the Lord. I'd oh. never known him. Okay, yes. wow. I was, like, I was in my 20s and I, and, and I never knew who he was. Um, and you know, when you tell people that, they, they expect that it like was this big bang, but it wasn't. It was like just something so soft and gentle. And it was, he came into my heart and something changed. 
And there was this hope inside of me for the first time that there was a purpose for me and that um, there was something bigger out there than me as well. And, um, you know, and, and after that, I got hungry for the word. I'd never opened up a Bible before that in my, my, my whole life. And I fell so deeply in love with Jesus. And, um, yeah, he's taught me so much, you know, and I've, I've had to learn that I have to stay in the word. Sometimes we forget about that first love that we have. And then sometimes I just ask the Holy Spirit, you know, just rejuvenate my heart again. And so if you met Jesus, then if you're saying at that point, uh, you were in your 20s, but in this time you were still uh, addictive, though, you were still going through that journey. What mm. was the relationship between you and the Lord in all those years? Because you said you fell in love with him. It was like your first love. But there was this tension, I take it, because you were still very much addicted. Yeah, uh, well, I was in rehab at the time that I met the Lord. Mm -hmm. I, I think I'd been clean for maybe two weeks. And then I had my first personal meeting with him. But, but you're so right when you say there was tension between us. And, um, you know, even after meeting him and having this personal relationship with him, I still relapsed after that. And I had to get to a point in my recovery where I had to ask myself, you know, um, why do I keep on relapsing? And after so many years, I've actually got to realize that because I, um, my perception of God the Father was a little bit warped because I related to him as my earthly father. So there was, you know, as much as I loved him and I wanted him to do things in my life, the trust that I had for him to do to, you know, he says he knows the plans he has for my life. I was a bit skeptical about those plans because my earthly father's plans for my life didn't work out so good. So it's been a journey. And I've had to realize that, you know, the love of the father, um, it's not like our earthly father's love and that God loves us. And that even though he takes us through things, his plans is to give us hope in the future. And so how did you discover then these plans of the hope in the future that God had for you? Well, I haven't discovered all of it yet. It's, you know, <laughs> not, and, and I don't want to get to a place where I start thinking, oh, God, this is my plan, the plan that you have for my life. Because the second I do that, then the next day it's like, no, it's not, it's this. So it's a, it's a, it's a daily journey for me. It's like just trusting God just for today, whatever your plans are for me today. Of course, with... Um, prepping for the future and God will show you what you need to know just for today I think if, if he had to show you everything immediately you'd be uh, I would probably freak out <laughs> you know and overthink the situation and I think God knows my personality is like that I don't think so I know so so it's like you can't show it too much you know just keep <laughs> going day for day Oh, but isn't that just awesome the way God works also? Because it's in that journey that we discover him more and more. 
um, and our reliance on him as well. Thank you for sharing it uh, with us like that. So I'm going to go to another song now. And uh, this one is called, it's another one by a rock, a Red Rock Worship. Uh, this band is actually one of Danella's favorites. And so um, two songs in a row is absolutely okay. And this one's called Breakthrough because Danella had her breakthrough, but yes, she relapsed, but continued on the journey of, um, you know, connect, staying connected with God in terms of his promise. And God did come through for her, just like he can for all of us. So let's listen to the song. It's called Breakthrough by Red Rock Worship. I am weary from the way crashing over every day. God of mercy, please come rescue. Shake the mountains, yeah. 
Welcome back, dear listeners. You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me is Danella Bukman. She's been telling us about her story in terms of her addiction to drugs and then eventually heroin, which led her on a very, very um, intense path, um, led her to things that she did that, that she is not proud of, um, landed her up in jail, um, got to the point where she was disowned by a family, um, and a whole roller coaster of things she had to discover about herself and the Lord through the years. So Danella, at the moment you are working, you, 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 you shared part of your story uh, where you said that, you know, you got to this point where you eventually discovered God and who he is and managed to, after your last relapse, final relapse, thank the Lord for that, find your way to Hope Again Recovery Center. Um, and now you're working for them. What was that journey? How did that happen? So before I actually, before my um, relapse that brought me to Hope Again Recovery Center, um, I was assisting the ladies in Cape Town, um, the girls that used to stand at the robots um, that were on heroin, and I would um, find sponsors for them or rehabs that were willing to sponsor beds for them, and then I would send them off to the rehabs that would sponsor them, and through that, um, five years ago, can you believe it, I met Fricky Hefer, and he's the CEO of um, Hope Again Recovery Center. So we built a relationship from there. And um, uh, I would send a few girls on and, and gentlemen on sponsored beds at Hope Again Recovery Center. And then I had my relapse in Cape Town. And um, I was standing at the robots one day and one of the girls that I helped um, she, her mom stopped at the robots one day and uh, she called me over. And firstly, I was very embarrassed because she didn't know me like that. She knew me as somebody that was helping other people out of addiction. I helped her daughter um, and got her into a rehab. So it was very, it was a very embarrassing moment for me. Um, but I went over and she said to me, Fricky has called me and he said to me, I need to get you on a bus to Potchefstroom. So I was like, okay, I'll go next Saturday. You know how it goes. <laughs> and she picked me up the following Saturday and uh, put me on a bus and I went to Potchefstroom. I did a nine-month program at Hope Again Recovery Center. And that was, I thought it was very important for me to go through the process. You know, the process is very, very important. Recovery isn't an overnight thing. And I felt that I needed time to take time out for myself to, to earnestly seek the Lord in healing me in areas that I didn't receive healing from before. And um, after my nine months, um, Fricky 
offered me a position at Hope again. And I've been working there now just over a year. Yeah, as employed for Hope Again Recovery Center. And it is so rewarding. Like I've explained to you before, you know, I knew God called me to ministry, but like Jonah, I kept on running away. And then this big whale would spit me out back into ministry, but this time I've surrendered. And there's a, you know, it's extremely liberating. It's not easy, but it's liberating knowing that I'm doing what I've been called to do. And you'll know. Awesome. So Daniela, how can um, listeners get in contact with Hope Recovery Center, or if they've got someone that's uh, an, an addict in their family um, and they really want them to engage in this program, what's the process? How, how do they go about connecting with the center? Okay, well, as I said, we've got four different centers. Um, we've got Potterstrom, we've got Bloom, Friesburg, and Steenbock Pan. Um, if they want to go onto our website, they can go to www.harc.co.za or they can uh, give me a call as well. My number is 073 479 and then I can assist them with any info that they need. Thank you so much for that information and uh, the fact that you've got these programs. But now um, I'm just making, I'm using a scenario. So I've got um, a sibling and this sibling is in a condition where they are harming the family. Um, They are just don't want to acknowledge or they know they've got an issue. What is the process from there? Because as I understand, as an adult, you you can't force someone to engage in a program. So what can what can family members do? Or even if I myself find myself in the situation, what's the first step? Um, well, one of the um, things that we also have at Hope Again Recovery Center, and I'm actually glad that you brought it up, because we find a lot of people in the situation where you get caught so deep in the drugs and the lifestyle that you are living that you don't recognize the damage and the chaos that you are causing um, around you and with your family members. So what we offer at Hope Again Recovery Center, we also have an interventions team. So if you have somebody that is on drugs and they are not aware of the actions or they're so deep in it, we actually have a team that will come out and that will do an intervention with a person with the objection of bringing them back to Hope Again Recovery Center. And you know what? A lot of the times, Ingrid, we've experienced that, yeah, sometimes it is, you know, one or two um, cases that are a bit difficult, but it's very, very rarely that they are not, you know, it's almost like when they, when they see that there's help and the interventions team, um, the head of our interventions team's lady's name is Debbie, and she's so awesome and she's so well-trained in her skill that when she actually sits down to speak to this person, person, there's actually a sense of relief, you know, and then they bring them back to Hope Again Recovery Center. And um, the first couple of weeks is rough, but 
um, you know, eventually they do settle and um, there's staff on the premises that are continuously praying for the clients that God will just intervene because we can't do anything. We are only God's vessels, you know, and um, we've got such success stories of people that were brought to the center through an intervention and you know they talk about it today and they can you know say just thank god that you stepped into my life when i wasn't able to recognize that they were actually busy killing themselves well that is a really um uh, an invitation for hope it's and i call it an yeah. invitation because dear listeners if you just the passion with which Janella just shared that and the intention to say that you know the intervention is there um, reaching out to hope recovery center is definitely a channel um, that you can use and that all is not lost it's never lost like Daniela said earlier on in a testimony as well um, you know she by the grace of God survived whereas many of her friends did not and succumbed you know, to the drugs and, and died. And so as long as your loved one or you are still alive, there is hope. And that's actually the theme yeah. for this evening's um, conversation or testimony. There's always hope. At this stage, we're going to go for our last music break before we end of the program. And this song is called um, You're Going to Be Okay. I want to play that song now by Brian and Jen Johnson. And I want to... Um, offer the song, especially to family members that find themselves caught in a situation where there's a loved one that is trapped in addiction and you don't know what to do. Um, there is hope. And so I want to play the song in honor of you. And if there's anyone listening to this program today that finds yourself in an addictive situation, please know that you can be okay. And so let's listen to the song and have it minister to us. You're going to be okay by Brian and Jen Johnson. I know it's all you've got to just be strong. Just to keep it together, together I know you think that you are too far gone But hope is never lost Hope is never lost Fighter, a fighter, you never. 
You're listening to Testify on Eden FM. I'm Ingrid Carly Moses, and with me this evening is Danella Buchman. And Danella, thank you so much for your testimony, for being vulnerable, um, for, for, for taking us on this journey um, that you found yourself in, and in doing so, providing hope for listeners this evening who might find themselves as loved ones living with uh, an addict or an addict themselves that doesn't know how to, you know, get themselves out of the situation. So Donella, as we close off this program this evening, um, anything else you'd like to share with the listeners? Anything you'd like to share, you know, inspire them with or uh, something about your story that you, you still want to share a bit more on? Um, Ingrid, you know, something I also just want to mention um, is that um, addiction takes many forms. It's, it's a life-controlling problem. And, um, you know, it's not only just drugs, like the hardcore drugs, like Tuck and heroin and um, Dacha. Um, Prescription pills, you know, we find that a lot of people are addicted to um, prescription medication. Um, and, you know, it's usually so socially acceptable because you can go and get your script at the pharmacy and um, it's okay. But um, it's, if not more dangerous, then we've got gaming addictions, we've got pornography. So it's a, it's a wide variety of life controlling problems. And we found that there's a lot of stigma or ignorance attached to it. So people don't really want to reach out. But Hope Again Recovery Center, we understand, we get it. You know, as soon as something starts taking over your life and it becomes priority, um, it's a life controlling problem. And we've seen many people um, walk through the gates of Hope Again Recovery Center completely bound by this problem and walk out of there to different people. Families have been restored. Marriages have been restored. They have relationships with their kids again. And isn't Jesus all about that? We serve a God of restoration and he wants to fix relationships. You know, I, I, there's a saying that I heard um, many years ago and I deeply believe in it is that the opposite of addiction isn't recovery, it's connection. It's human connection. So when you find that, you know, people start accepting you, um, it just makes the recovery journey so much more easier. Oh, wow. That was so beautifully expressed. We serve a God of restoration. 
Absolutely. And restoring every aspect of our life, regardless of how broken we are. And thank you for also for, for making it known that it's not only addiction to drugs, but other aspects um, as well. I actually didn't know that. I thought it was just a, a drug or, or alcohol um, or substance abuse, if I had to group with substance abuse recovery center. So thank you for that clarity. It's really good to know. Awesome. Danella, um, once again, I'm just going to repeat the contact details that you've mentioned. And so that website address is www.harc, which stands for um, Hope Recovery Center. Yes. Yes. Hope Again Recovery Center. Hope Again Recovery Center. So it's harc.co.za. And you can contact Danella on 073-479. 6727. And for those um, listeners that might be listening on podcast um, and you find yourself in another country, because we do have listeners from other countries, please also look up the centers uh, in your area. Please don't let this message um, just remain there. Take it to heart and take the first step. And for those in South Africa, it doesn't matter where you reside in the country. Um, Danella has mentioned the different centers available. Like she said, she was put on a bus from Cape Town to Portchesturm. Um, so it's yeah. not impossible. Lovely. Thank you so much. I would like to close off the program then this evening, Danella, uh, with a prayer for yourself and for the center. Um, and then we're going to play out with a song by Mercy Me. So thank you once again, Danella, um, for Pleasure. your time this evening. Thank you. All right. And so we close off in prayer. Dear Father God, thank you so much for sending us Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, our Savior. I thank you, Lord, for the story that Danella was able to tell this evening because of her encounter with Jesus. Yes, it was not an easy journey, dear Lord, but you were there all the time. Thank you for the grace in her life. Thank you that, she, that you've brought her into your purpose and that she is able now, Lord, to be able to be um, a representative for you in this life in terms of her recovery, but also in terms of the work that she's doing at Hope Recovery Center. Please bless her, continue to bless her, Lord, continue to strengthen her, Lord, and her family that you have restored. Father God, for the people working at Hope Recovery Center, please be with them, please strengthen them, please give them the skills and the insight and discernment that they need to be able to work with the clients that you send their way. For all those, for the listeners this evening, Father God, that you Here's this um, story, Father. Uh, please plant that seed of hope within them that they can know that there is a way out, that you are there with them, that you will walk this journey with them, Lord. Thank you for leading them to the knowledge of Hope Recovery Center. And for those that are at the center at the moment, Lord, going through this program, I pray, pray a blessing over their life, Father God, mm -hmm. that you will intercede in their lives, Lord. Strengthen them, dear Father God. Hear their cry for mercy. Hear their cry, Lord for your love. Yeah, they cry, Lord, to be able to take control back again, Father God, um, to be able to live a life, Father, where they can be reconnected with their family and contribute to society, Lord, in a meaningful way. 
Thank you, Father God, for what you've done. You are our shepherd. You are our redeemer. You are our healer. You are our provider. You are our Abba Father. And we glorify you and thank you, Lord, for all that you do for us, even though we don't always deserve it. Your love is all abounding. And we thank you, Lord, for that you are our precious Savior. Amen. Amen. And so thank you, dear listeners, once again for tuning in. We play out with I Can Only Imagine by Mercy Me. Good night until we meet again next time. God bless. I can only imagine it will be like when I walk by your side I can only imagine what my eyes will see when your face is before me I can only imagine Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus, or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence, or to my knees will I fall? Will I sing hallelujah? Will I be able to speak at all? I can only I can only imagine I can only imagine When that day comes And I find myself Standing in the sun I can only imagine When all I would do Is forever Forever worship you I can only imagine, yeah. I can only imagine. Surrounded by your glory, what will my heart feel? Will I dance for you, Jesus? Or in all of you be still? Will I stand in your presence? Or to my knees will I fall?
imagine when all I would do is forever, forever worship you. I can only imagine. Sanctuary, pure and holy. 
Thank you.